Welcome to Neighbor of Spotlight. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining us today. Neighbor of Spotlight is sponsored by Neighborhood Connections and the City of Cleveland Cable Television Minority Arts and Education Fund. Neighbor of Spotlight showcases citizens making positive contributions to their neighborhoods in our city. My guest today is Ms. Lana Gamble, Adlerian psychotherapist and founder of the Willow Cove Art and Wellness Boutique. A native Clevelander, she grew up on East 114th and Superior. A product of the St. Adalbert community, she went on to Spelman College receiving a BA degree in fine arts with cum laude honors. In 1993, she graduated from Case Western Reserve University with a master's in nonprofit management. In 2015, she completed the UCLA Peers Certification Program, and in 2016, she completed her second master's degree in psychotherapy and counseling from the Adler Graduate School. Ms. Gamble's colorful and soothing artistic creations and her personal mental health journey has inspired her to create and develop alternative and holistic approaches to mental health therapy and healing. Entrepreneur, mixed media artist, psychotherapist, author, educator, mental health innovator, and animal rescue volunteer. In 2019, she received a Neighborhood Connections Neighbor Up grant. Currently, she lives in the historic Larchmere neighborhood and is a member of the Neighbor Up Network. Welcome to Neighbor Up Spotlight. It's so good to have you with us today. I'm so grateful to be here today. <laughs> well, I'm, <laughs> I'm grateful to have you here today. So we're going to dive right in. Okay. So how did your personal experience with the mental health system influence your decision to become a therapist? Well, there's a very long answer, but I'll give you all short versions today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Essentially, because, you know, mental health and, and the care of uh, uh, mental well-being is a complicated and a complex issue. And it's quite personal. So everybody's yes. journey is not the same. Right. 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 Mine um, started, um, I was 28 years old and I was given a diagnosis of bipolar disorder uh, shortly after giving birth to my one and only son. Mm -hmm. And originally it was thought that I had postpartum depression. And I refuted that because I said, I'm not, I don't want to hurt my child. I'm, I'm thoroughly engaged in my relationships with my then um, husband and my newborn. So that was not true. And so they insisted that something was wrong with me. So they gave me that diagnosis. After years, actually decades wow. of hours, hundreds of hours in therapy and countless medication cocktails, my emotional self was not getting any better. Okay. And I said, something, something's got to give here, right? right? Or, right. or I'm going to leave the planet. And I, and I was suicidal um, multiple times, uh, twice, actually, and I'm, I'm grateful to still be on the planet and won't try it again. And we're grateful However, to have you here. Yeah, during that time, though, it was, it was excruciating yes. um, to deal with because on the one hand, I was doing exceptionally well, you mm -hmm. know, in my profession and um, acquiring material wealth and those sorts of things, the external validation that we are doing the right things in the world, mm -hmm. right? Right. But my inner being was very swollen. Okay. <laughs> that's my nice word for it. <laughs> right. She was very strong. Yeah, but that's a very visual word, so I I see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um uh, and so um I don't know I can't remember a specific 
incident or interaction that, you know, I didn't have an aha moment. At least I don't remember one anyway. But I do remember it was my son who um, basically said, you know, I don't want to have anything to do with you till you get your, till you get yourself together, mom. Wow. What, you know, what are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. you, you're not the same woman. You, you know, what, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And that was a serious jolt, right? Because yes. I could hear him. I could hear him. I could feel him. And I was like, wow, if my, if, if flesh of my flesh doesn't want to be bothered with me, something must be really, really wrong. And so, um, I happened on actually, um, she came into my path. I spiritually, a therapist, a black mm-hmm. therapist here in town. Um, and after several sessions, she says, um, so you're an artist and you have, you know, your BA is in art. So, you know, next time you come, why don't you bring your portfolio or bring some samples of your work and, you know, we'll talk about that. And I was embarrassed to report to her that I didn't have anything new. Mm. And I had not created anything literally in decades. Wow. Literally. Um, and coming from um, a childhood and adolescent years, young, young life, I was very creative um, and very engaged in the arts. Then, so to go from that kind of experience in the world to virtually creating nothing. And as a matter of fact, no one even knew that I was an artist because that was something I didn't tell. I I, I didn't share that. Mm. When people say, oh, well, who are you or what do you do or what, you know, I'd give them all of my accolades, (laughs) you know, in my profession. Right. But I would not mention. The art in me, the artist in me. And quite honestly, back then, I didn't see myself as such. Mm. You know, so I didn't share it. So it was it was um, Miss Gaucher. And she said, well, then that's your homework. You know, so she gave me the therapeutic homework and I started creating art again. And so I often say um, that I was a closet artist. (laughs) You know, hiding. So, so I was able to come out the closet in that way. You know, I'm, I am, um, I am a heterosexual woman, but I'm speaking of my artistry when I, (laughs) when I use that phrase. (laughs) Um, So I came out of the closet in that way. And since then I have not taken one pill. Wow. Have not visited a psychiatrist and the trajectory of my life totally changed. Wow. Now, I'm going to say, uh, you know, I'm speaking to you now as a woman um, who is, I, I stopped counting because I'm just showing gratitude for it. So I, I don't, um, you know, I don't hold on to the grief of the situation for yes. myself, but I believe that it is about eight years. Mm. I think it's eight years now. I see. I took my last pill in 2012. Wow. 2012. So is that, is that eight? that's almost nine, something like that, eight or nine years med free excellent excellent and i had a um a very potent medication cocktail of 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 four drugs Mm. um that kept me heavily sedated and numb Mm. on the one hand and uh you know i just um i'm so i'm grateful to have found her i'm grateful that she had the insight to just pull something so so seemingly simple. She said, hey, bring your art. Yeah. And I was like, uh, don't have none. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have none. <laughs> um, 
And and so to that and to that, um, o- over the course of the next you know several months or, or or years and years, spirit just said this this is why you're on the planet this time. Yes, because I believe in multiple lives, and um, she said, and I and I speak or refer to God in the feminine, mm-hmm. so I, I don't hope to offend anyone. But you know, she said to me, okay, so this is your work, right? This is your work. You know, you have a story. You have lived experience and you can help others navigate a very similar experience for themselves in this world right now. Wow. And, and, and so there it is. Yes. And right now we need it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get back to that too, because uh, something that you said to me earlier, um, but uh, when we were having a conversation be, uh, before, um, now, my next question is, you are an Adlerian psychotherapist. What does that mean? So Adlerian psychology is uh, rendered from the teachings of a psychologist named Alfred Adler. Um, he was a contemporary of Sigmund Freud. Actually, he was a student of his at one point, And they had a disagreement. You know, Freud was um, uh, on the very uh, known and popular um, avenue of of ego you know so he was doing Mm -hmm. all this ego work Mm -hmm. and um, Adler said "Eh, I don't think it's that mystical man (laughs) 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 I don't think it's that mystical I think that 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 we come into the world with an inferiority uh, about being here because the birthing process is traumatic for everybody I don't care what color you are or where you live or what planet you're on. <laughs> we come into the world with a level of anxiety. You know, we come in, we cry, we scream, you know, we take our first breath on our own. That's traumatic. Yes. Right. So he, and he espoused that coming into the world that way, we are always seeking or we evolve seeking a sense of superiority. Not in the sense that we want to be better than the next person, but just within ourselves. Right. We want to know more, be more, right. do more. Right. Um, so the feeling of not being enough is started at birth. Wow. Okay. And to that end, there's <clears throat> another uh, major tenet for Atlarian psychotherapy, and that is um, this concept of individual psychology, mm-hmm. which means that. We should not treat symptoms for dysfunction of any kind in isolation, Uh, right? Right. So you have to look at the entire human being and their lifestyle to heal, right? So, for instance, someone coming to me seeking uh, coaching or counseling because, let's just say, they lost their job, Okay. right? And they lost their job because they got into, let's just say, assume for uh, insubordination, right? Okay. They, they um, saying the wrong thing to the wrong people at the wrong time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they come, they come for that because they're feeling, oh no, depressed because they can't get a job or the loss of income or any number of reasons why you feel badly about losing a job. Well, traditional therapy might hone right in on that and start to help the person dissect and analyze the circumstances around that job loss only. Okay. And that Larian will say, hmm, that's unfortunate, 
But let's take a look at all these other components of your life, because I'm certain that there is a pattern of behavior or a pattern of mistaken beliefs in all these other areas of your life that are going to show up very similarly to the professional employee person that you were that lost the job. Mm. So it's not, the problem isn't you just lost your job and you feel badly about it. The problem is you have um, some private logic that Mm. isn't serving you overall. Well, I know when I was um, doing my research uh, for this interview, I I learned a whole lot. And uh, (laughs) I did. And, um, uh, I was just really impressed with what you were doing and, um, you know, the whole concept of, of Adlerian therapy. Mm-hmm. Now, what inspired and motivated you to found Willow Cove Art and Wellness Boutique? Well, um, as an Adlerian, I came back to Cleveland and there aren't many here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was trying to create a tribe or a posse, if you will, of like-minded mental health professionals. Okay. And... Then, too, in my practice, um, before I returned to Cleveland, I'm a native Clevelander, but I've been out and about and moved around several times. So I came back in uh, 2018, and prior to that, though, I was in private practice in another city and state, and I came to know that most of my clients, I now call them guests, so as we I continue like that. the interview, that's who yeah. I'll be re- how I refer to them. Uh, many of my guests, um, I was referring for alternative therapy. So I was referring them out for acupuncture or Reiki or a massage okay. or dance or, you know, some other yeah. uh, uh, healing modality. And they found it really um, challenging to use, I don't know, a general word to connect to those other professionals. So by the time they got back to me, they weren't able to get the appointments or keep the appointments and wouldn't be able to get to them for some time because there were, there were long wait lists for these people. So um, it became kind of counterintuitive. We, we could keep talking about it, but I needed them to get the energy out of their body. Yes. Right. They didn't need another prescription. They didn't need to be hospitalized. They just needed to move or conduct the energy a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. So I said when I um, started my practice upon returning here, I wanted my guests to be able to um, involve themselves in those practices very easily. So hence you have alternative therapies under one roof here at Willow Cove. So okay. here we do talk time, which AKA therapy, Okay. Uh, talk time, uh, reflexology, Reiki, and massage therapy. Oh, nice. Currently. Nice. We're looking to add um, a nutrition coach because what I'm now finding uh, with more evidence is that it's what people are putting in their bodies, too, yes. that are not being helpful <laughs> to, <laughs> to their emotions. Right. So, you know, you're staying elevated all the time. Well, how much sugar have you taken on today? <laughs> right. Or this, you know, yeah. or, you know, I just feel so sluggish and down. All the time. Okay, well, how much dairy are you eating? Yeah. Or how much meat are you eating? You yes. know, so that sort of thing. So we're trying to incorporate, you know, some non-Western approaches 
uh, to healing folks, because I think that the bulk of us, if we can commit to uh, a treatment plan or uh, some wellness strategy around taking care of our bodies in a real authentic and committed way, that we could really relieve a lot of the mental distress that we experience. Wow. Well, you know, you have answered my next two, <laughs> next two questions. Oh. You, you know, that's good. You, you, put it, you put it all in that response, which is excellent. <laughs> you know, and I understand the commitment because I'm there myself too. you know, trying to eat less meat, you know, walk more, drink water, exercise, you know, and I'm a woman of a certain age. So it's a little bit challenging, yep. but I'm trying to, yep. you know, stay on myself, you know, to make yeah. it, to, to, uh, to do better. Yes, to do that, and, it, and it's true. And we, we, you know, we're flooded with so much information yes. these days that we have to stop being lazy. Yeah. You yeah. know, what happens is, you know, a medical professional will tell us one thing, and we take it as gospel. Yes, and I'm saying, stop <laughs> it, <laughs> stop. <laughs> you know, first and foremost, medical doctors get maybe two weeks of nutrition training and education oh, wow. while they're acquiring their, um, their initials. Wow. So yeah, most people don't know that. No. And it, it well, is we know now, right? It yeah, is that is very interesting. Yeah. Um, and so they won't, um, recommend a change in nutrition only because they don't know. Yeah, so I, you, you can't teach what you don't really know. You can't teach what you don't know. Yeah. So when they're giving you, you know, a diagnosis or, um, you know, uh, consulting you about your physical well-being, you know, they don't consider that the food we're eating. And it's not the food standing alone by itself. It's the pesticides, the um, the uh, all the stuff they spray, all the chemicals. Yeah, all the that stuff they that's in your food. On the food. Yeah, all the chemicals they're putting the food and the grains that they're feeding the animals. Yeah, it's even the the soil now yeah. is tainted and yeah. toxic. Yeah, a lot of lot of lead in the soil. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of well, a lot of lead, a lot of, a lot of a lot blood, of lot of, yeah, a lot of a whole stuff. lot of lot of yes in in the soil these days. So you know, I I don't um, I am vegan, but, you know, I'm not trying to convert anybody. I'm only encouraging folks to stop eating the foods that don't make them feel good. Well, you know, I I can, my daughter became a vegan um, some months ago. Mm -hmm. The bottom line to, you know, the the food, I call it a food war. (laughs) The bottom line to the food war for me is uh, there is so much poison that has been approved by the FDA. Ohio is one of the states that has the largest amount of approved uh, chemicals in our food, which is why um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I certainly noticed that having lived in other places, Mm. there is a high element of obesity in our city. Yes. There's a reason for that. Yeah. You know, it's it's not necessarily because we're overindulging or, mm. you know, we're having too much. That's that's part of it. Yeah. But the other part is the stuff we are eating is so poisonous, literally. Yeah. Literally poisonous. Um, that our bodies are rejecting it. 
And it's so interesting, too. I, my first job out of college, I was a food rep. And I spent a lot of time mm. in grocery stores. And I spent a lot of time reading labels. And so mm-hmm. now with the emergence of dollar stores and, you know, places where you can go buy cheap food, um, th- there's th- the, the ingredients label, you can't even read it now. The print, no. you, print is so small that you can't yep. even read what's in it. But I, but, I, yeah. but, I, but I always said it, you know, if it's, if it's that long and it's got that many chemicals, you probably should not be eating it. Probably shouldn't be eating <laughs> yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, we, used, um, we hear people say sometimes now, you know, wow, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't, I didn't hear about all of these diseases and everybody being sick. And now everybody is diabetic and uh, lots of people are, on medications for high blood pressure. And I mean, I can go on and on. Yes. I didn't hear about that when I was a young woman or, or a little girl. Yeah, and, I, I mean, and that's the truth. I can remember as a kid too. You didn't. You really didn't. You didn't. You know why? Because one, we were growing a lot of our own food. True. I remember my grandmother had a garden and my neighbors had gardens. Mm-hmm. And there was the, I believe it was called the North Coast Food Terminal or something like oh, that yeah. down my, on Woodland. Yeah, my dad had a garden because I went shopping with him every Saturday. We'd always go down to the terminal. Uh, yeah. with the, with the, in, right, actually, where the uh, where the Cavs building uh, stadium is, that yeah. was, that was the market. <laughs> and then you yeah. had the then you had the Woodland Market, and we would go down there. Yep. My dad would always buy our eggs from the Amish. See, yeah, and you know, and there's a reason why uh, people who eat kosher meats do that. Yeah. You know, they, they don't want the poison. There, there is. There is a method to the madness out there, and uh, we are um, slaughtering these animals. And I don't care what anybody says. Anxiety is in these creatures that we kill. Yes. And we're digesting that. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a real thing. Yeah. That that's a very powerful visual statement. For yeah. Real. It is. Yeah. And when the animal is is excited and anxious, they produce chemicals. <clears throat> in their bodies and that's the stuff we're eating it's not meant to be eaten Oof. by humans whoa <laughs> okay i'm yeah, just that, saying yeah that, yeah, saying. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that, that that takes that takes you back <laughs> okay yeah so it does now yeah. how can people increase their intentionality around coping with traumatic experiences well you know trauma is a big ugly monster yes it is and um I believe that all of us, all people have been traumatized to some degree or another. But in terms of intentionality, first and foremost, you just you have to be present and and notice that it is it is that right. It is trauma and give it a name and call it that and to um, help manage the effects of trauma. um, Some very simple things people could do. Um, one is disengaging from screens, right? So watching less news, Mm -hmm. not following, not scrolling on social media, um, not listening to, uh, one podcast after another, after another, after another, there is something very, um, um, energizing or deflating, depending on how much you're, you're doing that, how much you're on screens. Uh, that has an impact on your mental welfare yes. and how you react to things, right? Yes. So um, taking time to just be still 
you know, and quiet your mind. So some folks say, eh, I'm not going to meditate. I'm not a meditator. I can't do it. I can't sit that long. I mean, there are all these reasons people <laughs> fight for their limitations why they can't quiet right. down. But even if you just find a corner somewhere yes. or a bench for two minutes yeah, and you actively breathe, there are so many of us out here even who walk, who are walking around holding our breath. Yes. Uh, seriously. It's very seriously. true. You're, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Hold your breath. If yeah. you just learn to breathe, and be, you know, give your brain and your cells some oxygen. That's true. That I, yeah, I'm very intentional about putting myself on bed rest. <laughs> I do. Yeah. You know, I was I was taking care yeah. of my mom. I took care of my mom for 12 years before she um, mm. passed away, and I was, and you know, mm. and my daughter. And I would definitely mm. st- actually today Sunday was my day for just being quiet. Mm-hmm. You know. Because I always yeah. felt to be able to get through the week, you know, because, you know, when you're a caregiver and I know you were taking care of your mom as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and, yep. and it, that takes a lot of energy. And I and it and I found that it was really helpful. And I still do that. I'm still mm-hmm. I still have to be quiet. Yeah. Know? And uh, yeah. Our, and our, get recharged. Our, yes. Our bodies require it. Our brains require it, so our mental selves require it, yeah. and our spiritual selves need it too. Yes. Because you, you can't think, especially in, in modern age, it is so difficult to think with your own voice. Yes. These days. Yeah, you know? And so we just get, you know, we're like <clears throat> the hamster on the wheel. We just <clears throat> keep going, 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 going. Where at some point, you're going to fly off or you just need to stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the truth. And there's so much going on and so much coming at you. And um, when yeah. we were talking before, you were when we had a conversation one time, you were just saying that since um, this pandemic and, you know, after these uh, recent last four years of uh, our past administration, that you were getting a lot of calls from people and that you were yeah. very busy. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the the folks aren't uh, knocking down the doors like, you know, we might imagine they would, but certainly I've seen a significant increase in the number of guests I serve. Yes. Uh, folks just, they, they want some help just trying to discern their own voice again. Yes. You know, um, there's so, again, so much information. Yeah. Most of it is misinformation. Mm-hmm. And, um, if we don't give ourselves a few minutes, I mean, it, it takes more than that, but I'm, I just want you to start wherever you can. Right. You know, if you just give yourself a few minutes, right. just literally to stop and breathe and just be quiet. Yes. No music, no talking, no answering the phone, no grabbing a Coke or a cup of coffee. None of Just sit your behind. Just sit still. <laughs> like, like, your parents, like your mama would say, sit your behind down. Sit just still. Sit your behind down. down yeah. Sit still. Right. 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 You know, we give the kids yeah. a timeout, you right. know. A time out in the corner or time out on the steps. Time yourself out. <laughs> right. That's very good advice. <laughs> yeah, time yourself out. Very, Give yourself a time out. Very, very Every good day. advice. Very good advice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, you know, adding more to that, you know, so there's the screen time thing, mm-hmm. you know, decreasing that. But then coming to know who you really are and doing some of the things that you uh, ordinarily wouldn't take the time to do. For mm. example, I have so many guests now who don't have hobbies. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what? So what do you do when you're not working, sleeping, 
or going to a meeting. Yeah. Oh, well, that's it. That, that's, that's what I do. I, I wake up, go to work, go to a meeting, go to bed, repeat. Yeah. Really? That's problematic for yeah. your spirit, though. You know, yeah. so honing in to your gifts, your talents, and even just those things you just say, you know, I always wanted to do blah, yes. blah, blah. I always try, wanted to play the saxophone. Right. Try something new. To, try something new. Try something new. Step in, just step into it. Just yeah. just step into it. Just try Unapologetically. Something. And then people will argue for their limitations. Oh, well, I don't have enough money. Or I just don't have the time. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, don't come to Willow Cove if that's your mindset. Because <laughs> I'm going to call you on it. Right. You know, um, we, we aren't going to help you fight for your limitations. But if you want to be authentically and truly healed as a way of life, right, yes. to step into each day with a positive mindset and greeting the day yes. instead of cursing the day, then that's what's going to be required. You're going to have to pencil in, ink in, and reschedule time for you. Absolutely. 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 Time for you. Absolutely. You know, and I hear, I hear it every day. I, I can't. I can't. I won't. I don't. I couldn't. I shouldn't. Okay. Well, when you want to stop using the contractions, then we can continue <laughs> the conversation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell them. That's right. what I tell them. Right. Just like that. <laughs> Just got to make it happen. Got to make you it. You have to. to. Make it happen. You have to make it happen. Exactly. My grandmother, um, she used to say, I don't remember, can't coin her verbatim, but she would say there is enough time. There are 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. Surely you can find one or two of them just for you. That's right. That's right. That's and and you yep. be, and you're better. <laughs> and yeah. And you yeah. better. Exactly. And I remember she and my grandfather, you know, uh, my grandfather mostly, but they'd have their cocktail every evening and you better not disturb them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. That, that was their time. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, as an adult, I haven't um, given myself permission or I had not given myself permission to schedule time for me, you know, yeah. for, for whatever reason, a number of reasons, you know, right. I felt very guilty about that. And so I'm saying we got to, we got to cancel the guilt. Yes. There is, there is no guilt. Yeah. yeah. In I, taking care of yourself. No, there isn't. I, and I can totally relate to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Now, can you speak about uh, mis misdiagnosis of mental health conditions and the impact on children and specifically African-American children and how these concerns can be questioned and addressed. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, children get misdiagnosis. Um, I was in a, a graduate program some years ago, you know, where mm -hmm. I was, uh, I, I saw where children were being misdiagnosed. If you could just talk about that a little bit and, and, and how parents can, you know, if they hear something that, you know, that's been said to them about their child, how they can address that. Yeah. With the professional. So, yeah, yeah. And and I, I agree with you. I've seen um, and witnessed a lot of misdiagnosis also. And I don't want to get on that uh, bandwagon about that per se, but I will encourage anyone, parents or otherwise, right. um, even if it's, you know, an individual who's getting any kind of diagnosis, mm. 
Stop being lazy about your care. Mm. There's a thing called a second and even a third or fourth opinion. That's right. <laughs> get them done. Get them. Have them. Yes. Get, get at least the second opinion on any diagnosis. Yes. Right. And dare I say that as brown people in the world, um, our treatment is really subpar compared to others. Right. Yes. So they see us coming and uh, we get the lackluster treatment, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't ask us questions. They just uh, have something conjured up in their minds about our lifestyles mm-hmm. and they give a prescription or diagnosis based on that read. But what they don't know is we're only telling you what we want you to know. Mm. You know, you got to create a relationship with me before I start divulging right. all, right. Right. all of my stuff. That's true. And um, yeah, it is. And so you get the second or even third diagnosis. And I'm going to say this too. We have to, another reason to quiet our minds is so that we can really um, elevate our um, capacity to discern. Yes energy. And if something does not feel right to you, then it isn't. Then it isn't. That's the truth. <laughs> that's the that, truth. So yeah. So if you're being told something, I don't care who it's from, yes. you know, so, you know, medical professional. And we tend to think that the doctor is right. Like I said earlier, you know, that medical professionals, you know, are, are the gospel. They are not. They're, they're human beings just like us. Yes. Um, and so we get to question, you know, so that's another thing of, you know, going back to my, um, comment about being lazy, draft a series of questions or a list of questions to ask your medical professional before you go. And that's what I do. I do do that. I do. I go with an agenda. (laughs) Yes. I do. I go with an agenda of questions. Questions. So you got to have questions. You have to have, no, cancel have to, because you don't have to do anything, but you should, it, it would behoove you to have done some research for your symptoms yourself ahead of time, you know, not, not for the purpose of self-diagnosing, but just so that when the doctor is saying something to you or the psychiatrist is saying something to you, it isn't new news, right. you know, so... You've it done, isn't new news. The vocabulary isn't new. And you've done your homework. homework right. You've done your own homework. Yeah. You've done your own yep, homework. So you do your homework. You create a list of questions to ask. And then lastly, but most importantly, ask them. You're right. <laughs> just, don't, <laughs> just don't take them with you on a piece of paper. Exactly. Right? Ask, ask those questions. That is so yeah. true. That is so true. Ask the questions. Ask ask the the question. And then when you get, you will get, uh, you know, information that you can then discern, you know, whether you want to receive it or not. And then you take the next logical step, which hopefully is that second or that third opinion. Or, you know, you go, you take it to your community of people or your tribe or your family. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, this is what they told me. Yeah. What do you think about this? Yeah. Uh, another thing that we tend to hold on to, too, is when we get these diagnoses again, that that shame, yeah. that shame monster comes up. I yeah. don't want anybody to know. Well, I yeah. didn't want to tell. Well, I didn't want to make yep. you upset. So I didn't say anything. People, please stop it. Yes. Share the information because almost assuredly there is somebody in your tribe who has experienced the same thing. Dang, that's right. 
the same thing. And so it's not a matter of, you know, uh, I'm going to be embarrassed if, if I share that this is wrong with me. Let's reframe that thinking. You know, I want to be as whole and complete as I can. So I want to know how you did it and how you did it right. and how you did it. Right. You get the so feedback. Yeah. Feedback I get, I get, Yeah. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Now, yeah. what are some of the products mm-hmm. you sell at Willow Cove and what's, oh, what yeah. makes them so special? Because there is something special about the things yeah, that you sell. Yeah, there's something special about yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so um, when you visit, and, and most people who have been here multiple times, they say, oh, my goodness, every time I come, it looks different. Or every time I come, you got different things. Well, that is true. Um, I call them therapeutic accessories. And they are things oh, that like we don't, that. yeah, we don't tend to think that they have an impact or an influence on our mood or our emotion or our feelings. Mm-hmm. But they do. Um, I tend to only buy uh, locally and Black-owned. Mm. Um, and female okay. owned, right? So black, female, local. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, and um, why that? Because we haven't had a platform before. So my little bitty space, you know, might um, might make a difference. And it's a very know? nice space, too. I, I like it. Yeah, I, it's a nice <laughs> space. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so here we have, um, typically they are things that appeal to the senses, you know, so aromatherapy, um, light therapy. Um, I had some energy lamps. I have, oh, yeah. I carry candles. I carry uh, crystals and stones. Um, I do a little bit with teas, mm-hmm. uh, soaps, um, things that uh, help with the massage care. So I have um, neck massagers oh, and uh, wood massagers and, um, you know, kind of the five in one heating pad massage. Oh boy. Uh, weighted, <laughs> Everything weighted, I need. You know, all those kinds of, <laughs> right. kind of things. And then here lately, lately I've been putting more art related um, products in the shop because mm-hmm. um, the next level of Willow Cove or Willow Cove two will be centered more around creative Arts healing or creative healing arts. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, so there are um, journals that can be written in or um, used for mixed media use. Mm-hmm. You know, paints, oils, chalks, that sort of thing. Yes. Um, there are, um, you know, I have some really cool crayons and uh, handheld um, paint sticks, mm-hmm. um, things like that. Because um, one of the things we're doing. Here is an art journaling group, mm-hmm. and so people can purchase some of their supplies, you know, right here. So again, it's kind of a mixture of things. It just, you know, whenever I happen on, oh, I didn't mention too, I have my own line of CBD products. Okay, grown locally here, manufactured locally here okay. by um, um, an urban farmer, certified by the state. All right, uh, and you know, so th- there's always just kind of a a collection or a myriad of things you may never see the same thing twice you know although Mm -hmm. you might but probably not okay um and because i'm so small you know i don't meet large minimum orders from uh these artisans uh so i buy a little bit 
And then once it sells, if, if it was a, you know, like most things, most yeah. places, if it sells well, then I replenish. And if it doesn't, then I'm, you know, I'm looking for the next thing. But I try to give anybody who has um, a well-crafted and presented um, brand or well-branded product yes. uh, here, um, some, some space on the shelf. That's awesome. Give, yeah. yeah. That's awesome that you support <laughs> and promote other people. Yeah. Now, yeah, because I don't, I can't do it all. Yeah. You know, but we can, mm-hmm. we can all work together, you know? That's right. That's now, right. Now, who influenced and encouraged your artistic talent? And I'm going to do two questions in one. And how does creating mm-hmm. art impact on mental health healing? Ooh, well, you know, um, I can't name any, any one particular person that helped. And, and actually, um, growing up as an artist for me in my family was pretty traumatic. Because um, folks would say, um, particularly my stepfather, he would always say, uh, often say, uh, you know, you you need a real job. Oh, you know, you go get a real job. Yeah, well, (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) because um, when I uh, I'm a commercial actress too. Okay, Uh so you know Uh my parents from that traditional background. Because so funny. That's what my father used to say when I came out yeah. of college. You know, I went, was interested in acting. I wanted to be a commercial actress. And, you know, he was from Birmingham. You know, you go to college, you get that job with, the, you know, with the benefits and the retirement plan. And, and then yep. my father said, you know, he would always say, you know, you get a real job until he actually saw some of my residual checks. And then one time he said to right. me, he said, baby, right. he said, baby, I think you might be owned to something. <laughs> but for years, <laughs> but for years, he kept saying, you need to get a real job. Okay, so. Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. You know, and then, and I'm an abstract expressionist artist. So I love early on, people didn't understand the work, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And so they would discredit it. Yeah. Even my family, you know, they just, oh, what is that? Oh, I can do that. I love oh, your really? work. Your work is very soothing. It's beautiful. Thank you. Really thank is. you. Thank you. It really is. So, uh, but I will say that growing up in um, Catholicism, um, I, I'm, I'm not Catholic now, um, but growing up in Catholicism, I was surrounded by beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Right. So all the gold, you know, the chalices, the, the, stained glass windows. Mm, and mm-hmm. I remember very vividly um, doing the, what they called the Stations of the Cross when I was in kindergarten, okay. five or six years old, <clears throat> and how impressed I was and, and just kind of overtaken, just, just taken back by the beauty mm-hmm. of the enamel and the porcelain and the gold gilds and the, the colors. It just... You know, and most of those things were reliefs, you know, so you could you could see the texture and you could feel the texture and you could ah I I mean just talking about it right now, I'm 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 feeling like I'm there again, mm-hmm. you know, at that station and, and it just pulled me and just pulled me in each and every time. Um and so it wasn't the story, you know, that got me, it was the imagery. That got me. And then, you know, you have the, the priests with their vestments that are um, meticulously woven or hand sewn or hand stitched. And I was I was just taken by all of that. And not to mention, you know, my grandmother was was very well put together. You know, she was always heavily jeweled mm-hmm. and um, wore very couture um, fashioned and yes. just 
And and so that lived with me. I mean, I I grew up with that from a from a very 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 young girl. And I remember um, I had to wear braces, metal braces, on my legs as as a young girl. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother was adamant about my shoes not being white. Okay. You know how you know those white shoes with those metal braces on. Mm -hmm. She was like, oh no 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 no. And I had a pair of ruby red. Shoes. All right, Grandma. My <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so it's been in me all, all along, yeah. all along. She so gave those it, that not, those energy color shoes. That's right. Yeah, energy that's color right. shoes. Sure did. Sure did. So you know who's that woman who um clicked her heels? Miss Dorothy. In the Wizard Dorothy, of Oz. Yeah, right. Dorothy wasn't the only one with red shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have my red shoes too. <laughs> oh man! So now, yeah. as a mixed media artist, what are you working on then right now? So, um, interesting thing. Um, when last year, or one year ago, when COVID was really in full throttle, um, I spent that time in Texas with my son. <clears throat> so I was there for about close to two months with him. And I uh, was in uh, his spare room every day, just cranking out paintings. Cause you know, I hadn't had the time prior to that. So I used that time just to kind of realign with my artist self. Yes. So I was um, doing a number of small pieces and small for me, is like 16 by 20, 20 by 24. I tend to work pretty large. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I carried that back with me. And so now in the studio, um, I'm working on a lot of commission pieces. Excellent. I've had several commission pieces uh, that keep me pretty, pretty busy. Um, but I also do art therapy in the room with my guests. Okay. So um, it's always uh, creating a sample of work for them or, you know, what um, figuring out what is the most appropriate or approachable art form for them, right. which you know also helps me because I, I have to uh, practice it first before I present it to them. Mm-hmm. So that's a piece. Um, and I'm just really getting engrossed in movement and color. Yeah, you're, you know, so yeah, your your paintings are very colorful. Really, yeah, and very, I, very I can't powerful. I can't get away from it, and and I I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I I get lost I get lost in the in the colors, and the imagery for me is in the narrative of how it was created. Okay. You won't necessarily see it on the canvas, right? Um, or, or you know, it, it doesn't come uh doesn't uh, project in that way. But if I uh, tell you the story, then you can certainly see it. Yeah, the backstory. In the painting. The backstory. Yeah. <clears throat> now, yeah. how important is uh, having a facility like Willow Cove right in the neighborhood owned by an African-American woman and the need for more facilities like yours? And how are residents responding to your facility? Um, well, you know, the jury's still out on that, but I think, um, I believe, not think, I believe that I'm an anchor on this corner yes. of East 124. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've heard many stories about, you know, what this space was prior to my inhabiting it. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if they're true or not, but mm-hmm. I can tell you that um, 
I was very intentional about selecting a location for my practice. And I said without apology that it needed to be a space where anyone would feel comfortable walking in and everyone was welcome. Yes. Right. Yes. And so, you know, if you go one block west of my place, you're having a very urban experience. And if you go one block east, you're having a very suburban experience. That's true. And so you're smack dab in the middle. Right. You are right in the middle. Yeah, you are. You are smack dab in the middle. And at mm-hmm. the same time, it's 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 a lovely uh older home. So even you mm-hmm. when you're when approaching it, it it's it has a it's it's very comfortable to look at, even before you yeah. enter the doors. It is. Yeah. It's very, very comfortable. It is. And I watch people <laughs> I watch people pass by and look. Now they don't all come in but they absolutely do look and there's a <laughs> and there's a curiosity that just um exudes from yeah, them. Right. So I'm gonna encourage all the listeners who've ever passed by and didn't come in. <laughs> come on in. This is stop <laughs> on in. Okay. Come on in. Yeah. Now yeah. do you have any uh any upcoming special events um that you're doing at Willow Cove? Willow Cove. So uh, the COVID protocols have kind of put a halt yeah, on that, and we are that. just now resuming okay. our body work services as of uh, March first. Actually, tomorrow okay. um, will be we will resume uh, Reiki and massage therapy. I've been seeing clients all along, um, mm. either in person or virtually, but we'll be back as a full team. Yes, um, as of tomorrow, and um, in terms of programs. There are two things I'm launching um, this month and next month. One is, you mentioned in your intro, the self-care program for teen girls. Yes. Um, I am recruiting right now for a small cohort of 12 girls uh, for that program. Uh, It's an eight-week program, and every week we will concentrate on a different category of self-care. And... Uh, I've enlisted um, other African-American entrepreneurs to be the presenters for each of those oh, weeks. That so the girls wonderful. will get to, yeah, the girls will get to travel to spaces and places that they either wouldn't ordinarily think about mm-hmm. or know about or have never seen. That's excellent. Right? <laughs> so there's that, um, so if they, folks want information about that, it's on the website. They can go and um, fill out an interest interest form and um, someone will get back to them. So that's one. Mm-hmm. And then the other is um, COVID inspired because, you know, we can't, we can't get the people in the building the way that we want. Yeah. We can't be close enough to right. them like we want. Right. And for healing to take place, relationships have to be formed and we got to touch each other. So yeah. Yeah, um, it's kind of hard so right kinda, now. It's kind of hard right now. Yeah. But I am launching um, a, a membership program. It's called Friends of Willow Cove. And it will be three components. The first is an affirmation group for people who have mental health diagnoses or are caring for loved ones with diagnosis. Um, you might liken it to a support group. It's just, I don't like that name because right. I never had a support group that helped me in any way. So um, I reframed that 
terminology for myself. So it, it will be one component is an affirmation group. Mm-hmm. The other is a book club that will feature both fiction and nonfiction literature around mental health or mental illness, mental wellness um, and diagnosis. Okay. <clears throat> not a, it's not self-help. Right. Um, but real novellas about people who suffer from yes. this thing and how they live their lives and right. how they move and shake in the world or didn't. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then the third piece is the art journaling group that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So three weeks out of every month, there will be one of those things happening. Um, the membership, there, there is a fee for it, but it certainly is um, about half the cost of seeing me three times a month. Yeah. Okay. So you you know you get a lot of bang for your buck, and it will be a small group. <laughs> you know, it's a small group, but that's 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 the best and the most I'm going to do to answer the COVID because I yeah. cannot and will not continue to be fueled by the fear of this thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're losing something. We are we are losing um, social interest and connectivity. I believe. Yes. Um, by staying away from each other in the way for the duration of the time that we have had to do so. So I'm trying to reintroduce, you know, a little bit uh, in the safest way possible. So um, that's how I'm doing it. And we'll, we'll see how spring plays out, Mm -hmm. but folks can certainly keep checking the website and checking our social media pages to see what new things come up because I'm known for make, you know, creating some impromptu, workshops okay well yeah. i definitely encourage the listeners to definitely go to your website and definitely follow you on facebook as you you know share <laughs> with people when you know your creative process when you're doing your artwork you know yeah it's it's, it's yeah. wonderful now yeah. tell yeah. us about you because i'm a pet lover too <laughs> i really uh-huh. am and it's, it's, tell yeah. us about your volunteer work as a foster pet parent and the two adorable felines that adopted you yeah, yeah. So those two, those two gals. Uh, one, one's name's Reese, uh-huh. after Reese Cup because she's a calico breed, uh-huh. and the other is Twix because when she found me, she was very malnourished, and she, all you could really see were her legs. She had these really long legs. So, mm-hmm. Twix, her, her name is Twix, and the other is Reese. Um, but my journey with pets, I, I can't tell you when it began, but I can tell you that all of my foster dogs um, have saved my life Yes, because they were, uh, they were, um, I don't know what therapeutic animals they were. But I can, um, I can relate to what you're saying. I can. Yeah. 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 They, they know when, when I'm not well, they know when I'm super high. And, and now that the two um, cats are in the space. Most people don't even know that I have the cats. And so when they show up there, you know, <laughs> they're surprised, <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> but, but they're my temple cat. Yeah. You know, they, um, they let, they let you know that they have something to tell you. They're letting you know, either that, you know, you need to speak your truth or this is a safe place to be. Yes. Or I hear you. I feel you. I comfort you. So you are not alone. Yes. <clears throat> and, um, when I was in Minneapolis, I was a foster dog mom. Mm. I worked for um, Safe Hands Animal Rescue there. And it is just unbelievable how grateful these animals yes. are yes. given the level of trauma they've experienced. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And 
that makes them so very adorable to mm-hmm. me. Because mm-hmm. every, you know? every pet, every pet I've ever had, I found and brought them home. Yeah. And my mm-hmm. and my mm-hmm. my dog Ginger Malone, and actually I've written mm-hmm. a, a, a series of children's stories called The Tales of Ginger Malone. I haven't published yet, but I wrote oh. them years ago. But I found her on 147th and Kinsman. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I uh-huh. brought her home, and I put her in the side entrance, hiding her from my dad <laughs> and my mother. <laughs> I'll never be so funny. My father got up to go to work one morning. And he opened the door, and I and I heard him. I got him jumped out of bed. And all I heard was, "Maddie, who let this dog in here?" <laughs> so Ginger lived fourteen and a half human years. Unfortunately, my dog died as a result of um Kimlon poisoning, lawn treatment poisoning. Oh, and yeah. um, my father, she went shopping with him every Saturday. She was like his best friend. Mm-hmm. And he used to look at Ginger and say, Ginger, this has been the longest 24 hours. Because <laughs> he told me to take that dog to the Animal Protective League. And she stuck around for 14 and a half years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, they just have a way. They just have a way of of knowing what we need yes they they, they're, they're they're not selfish beings I, yeah. you know my experience is that they're, they're not selfish beings. even the even the cat oh cats you know they don't I've, ha- I've had cats i mean i've had guinea pigs i've had a rabbit i've had dogs and cats yeah. but cats are very communal very caring very interesting yeah they really yeah. really are they're, and they're very i find them to be too yeah they really really are you know i i, I had a cat uh had a, actually I had four of them and uh, mm. my male cat impregnated two of my other cats, so I had all these kittens, and then I got him <laughs> fixed, <laughs> you know. Yes, but when I yes, moved to yes. where I when I when I moved to a, a new, another location, I had to, you know, part with them uh, to the Animal Protective mm-hmm. League, and it was really a hard, difficult parting, you know. Yeah, because they're living things. Yeah, and they came into my life at a very um, stressful and traumatic time, and, yeah. and, and dare say help you know save my life, so I yep. can totally relate. Yep. Yeah, literally. And, yeah. you know, I, um, well, I don't know. I just, I can't say enough about them in, in my life, but, uh, Miss Maggie, that was my last, my last canine baby. Yeah. And Maggie was blind Uh-oh. and, you know, came with all these tumors, but Maggie gave me probably the best three years of my life. Yeah. She was you know, very she was always excited to see me. Yeah, she had a lot to say. You know, like she would be responsive, mm-hmm. and, and I could tell her any and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and uh, yeah. So I, I, I strongly encourage um, most of the people I know, not just my guests, but most people mm-hmm. I know. You need a pet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm getting all choked up thinking about Ginger. Yeah, <laughs> you know, mother. Yeah, it's, she, it's amazing. That was my girl. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. I don't and I don't care what size they are, what breed they are. The bigger, the better. The smaller, the better. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. It's just rescue. Rescue is my favorite type. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite type, yeah. and I, I I love them. And as soon as I get more space, um, I, I will add to you know, my temple animals. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, for Willow Coben. When I retire, I, I people think I'm joking, but I'm not. <laughs> when I retire, I'm going to have a dog form. Okay. Yeah. That'd be wonderful. That'd be yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I'm going to be crazy dog. <laughs> hey, listen. 
I love animals. They're 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 yeah. fabulous. I used to always say yeah. that. I used to say about Ginger. I said I would say she's a wonderful person because to me she was. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. Yep. She yep. was. And then and in the same way, you know, being you speaking of um, my location, you know, I'm in an urban. I'm in the city, and so I have you know there are a number of animals around. You know, I wake up to the birds who have. Um, established nests or housing in the rafters of my home and my neighbor next door. Mm-hmm. You know, so they they, they greet us every morning. Mm-hmm. And then we have Charlie, who is the white-footed squirrel, mm-hmm. who we <laughs> feed and will come. He'll he'll come and you know look in the window like, hey, yeah, right. I'm here. Where's my nut? <laughs> right. You know? right. Um, so so Charlie comes and, and uh, last couple weeks he's been bringing friends. Okay. So they come and they eat. And then, you know, there are lots of um, stray cats. I've, I've seen several yeah. lately. And, uh, you know, they just kind of hang around. And I don't see them as a nuisance. I, I'm grateful that they're catching the rodents so they're not coming into the house. Yes, yeah. And it gives me somebody else to, or something else, to talk to right. every day. You yeah. know, so I kind of look forward to seeing them. Yeah. And when I don't see them, I'm, I'm worried. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, yeah. like, where are they? Where you been? Where you been? Well, we've come to the end. I would like to thank my guest, Miss Lana Gamble, for visiting with us today. I have really enjoyed our conversation. I'm, Me too. I, I have enjoyed it. Yeah, see, it wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. And to that end, um, yes. speaking of things not being that bad, yeah. I want to encourage the listening audience, if you don't have someone to talk to yes. or, or you aren't involved in therapy, maybe give that a consideration because we need it. We need it. We have to have a place, a safe space to release all this information, all the emotion, yes. and figure out what to do with it. Right. You know, you know, right. so um, just just give it a try. It's not that bad. And, and actually, probably any one of my guests would tell you that the um, tone of our interview this mo- or this afternoon is pretty much what it's like to be in the room with me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's very familial. It's very casual. Right. Um, and uh, I had one guest that likened it to talking to her aunt. Okay. And they're like talking to my aunt. And I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I consider it a compliment. Yeah, I, like know, family. I, sh- yeah, like family. I'm yeah. straight, no chaser. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, I'm going to be inquisitive about why you made the decision you made. And, and we're going to talk about it. And then I'm going to let you know, you don't have to have it all figured out right now. Right. All we need to get to is the next logical step. Right. Yes. That's it. Yes. That's right. That yeah. is the truth. Well, I would yeah, like so to. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you. I would like to leave our audience with a quote from my guest today. Trauma is a real thing that impacts all our lives. My assignment in this lifetime is to help people heal and transform their own lives. I would like to thank our audience for stopping by today. We appreciate your support. Please join us again as we continue our conversation with Cleveland residents who are making positive contributions to their neighborhoods in our city. Visit Neighborhood Connections' website to see all of our community engagement activities and opportunities. If you have a great idea and you want to do something positive for your community, contact Neighborhood Connections at 216-361-0042 or send us an email at www.neighborhoodgrants.org and like us on Facebook. Get informed, get involved, get connected. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today 
on Neighborhood Spotlight. Neighborhood Spotlight is sponsored by Neighborhood Connections and the City of Cleveland Cable Television Minority Arts and Education Fund in association with Bad Rack Recording Studio. Executive producer, creator, writer, host, Carol Malone, co-producer, Lila Mills, engineer James Cananan, photography, social media, Vince Robinson. We're just a homemade, handmade podcast from scratch. Please share our positive stories with your neighbors, family, friends, and on your social media. Thank you for listening and neighbor up. <laughs>